It's Thursday, September 15, 2016. This pipeline must be stopped. New analysis finds Dakota Access Pipeline fails Obama's climate test. It is completely unprecedented from a constitutional perspective. It's completely unprecedented and, you know, from, from a legal perspective. House Science Committee Chair investigating states who are investigating Exxon. Plus, Louisiana floods now the third costliest disaster in U.S. history. All of those disasters and more straight ahead from bradblog.com i'm brad friedman and i'm desi doyan stand by for six minutes of independent green news politics analysis and snarky comment the tribe worries the pipeline could leak destroying their water supply oh so the stereotype is true native americans need water to survive (laughs) (laughs) this is your green news report Okay, Desi Doyen, uh, two things. A, it looks like Bernie Sanders is back a little bit. And uh, B, the controversial Dakota Access Pipeline doesn't even meet standards set out by Barack Obama himself. (laughs) Yes, that's true. The controversial Dakota Access Pipeline is now the focus of epic protests by nearly 300 Native American tribes in North Dakota. And yes, it would fail the climate test that President Obama used to reject the Keystone XL Pipeline if it's completed. That's a according to a new analysis by Climate Accounting Group Oil Change International. At a rally against the pipeline in Washington, D.C. this week, Senator Bernie Sanders said it should be canceled. The Dakota Access Pipeline would have the same impact on our planet as adding 21 million more cars to our roads. It would have the same impact as adding 30 new coal plants. This is crazy stuff. This pipeline must be stopped. Pipeline construction has been halted temporarily in some locations by the Obama administration. In Wisconsin, at the intersection of politics, campaign finance, and justice, a new expose by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel has uncovered internal emails showing that manufacturers of lead paint, which has been linked to brain damage in children, donated huge sums to Wisconsin's Club for Growth that, in turn, donated to the campaigns of state Republicans and Wisconsin's Governor Scott Walker. Shortly after, Wisconsin's Republican state legislature passed laws shielding those lead paint manufacturers from liability blocking the lawsuits of 170 children poisoned by lead paint. Wisconsin State Supreme Court justices, who also received campaign contributions from the lead paint industry, ruled to shut down investigations into those contributions. All totally coincidental. Any other suggestion is scurrilous. Meanwhile, extreme weather is extremely expensive. In Louisiana, Governor John Bell Edwards has requested nearly $3 billion in emergency rebuilding funds from Congress to rebuild after the biblical deluge and floods in Baton Rouge that killed 13 people last month. Of the 150,000 damaged homes, 80% did not have flood insurance because they are located outside the 100-year flood zone to receive coverage. In other words, we're now seeing areas become flooded that never used to flood before. That's right. 
Total economic losses from the historic floods is estimated to be in the neighborhood of $15 billion. That ranks the floods as the third costliest disaster in U.S. history, right after Hurricane Katrina at number one and 9-11. And global warming has increased the odds that it will happen again. NOAA calculates that climate change played a direct role in pushing the Louisiana floods into record territory and nearly double the chances of such a flood occurring on the Gulf Coast again. You're nothing but good news today. Meanwhile, Republican Representative Lamar Smith of Texas, a climate science denier, is again using his position as the chairman of the House Science Committee to protect the oil industry. This week, holding a hearing on the subpoenas that he issued to state attorneys general who are investigating whether ExxonMobil lied to the public and investors. That was after revelations that the oil giant's own scientists warned the executives about the impacts of climate change back in the 1970s. Representative Smith's blatant interference with the state legal investigation amounts to intimidation, according to Carol Muffett of the Center for International Environmental Law in a recent broadcast interview. Ironically, they're using First Amendment arguments to try to stop the truth from coming to light, to try and intimidate and coerce those who would, who would bring more information out in the name of fulfilling their science mandate, in the, in the name of moving science forward, they're actually working to suppress science. So the U.S. House Science Committee is now actively trying to undermine science by intimidating states' attorneys general. This is getting insane. Finally, some good news. The Obama administration has announced a landmark new policy to balance protection of public lands with renewable energy development. The president's new climate action plan directs the Interior Department to permit 20,000 megawatts of renewable power on public lands by 2020. I'll take it. For much more on those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. This land is yours.